welcome to the Life Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Ohm, and let's talk some Star Wars. But before we do, let's get to the business. You can follow me on Twitter at BloodyOrm, B-L-O-O-D-Y-O-R-M-E. You can also join the My Star Wars Life Debt Facebook group by just searching My Star Wars Life Debt and just press join and join in the conversations. You can also find me on the top Star Wars card trader app. My nickname on there is Bloody Arm. Please feel free to add me as a friend and send me some trades. And you can also now contribute to the upkeep of the blog and the podcast by going to www.patreon.com forward slash my debt there is currently one tier yes just one tier and it's the really low price of two dollars a month and for that you get advertising space on the blog itself um and aside from that that's everything for the business this week so let's get into talking about some Solo, a Star Wars story. Solo, a Star Wars story has been out for 10 days. Yes, that's 10 whole days. And in America and in England, the opening weekend was a four-day weekend. But the film is underperforming quite dramatically. Um, and it's, it currently is a total... It made a total of the in the past week... Of 29.3 million, which is 65% lower than its opening weekend, where it's now its American total is 148.9 million. Now, in comparison to Force Awakens and Last Jedi, both of those films made a lot more than 148 million on just on their second day of release, and Rogue One crossed that threshold just after three days. Internationally, Solo has also brought in 30.3 million, and that means it's only made a total of 264.2 million. Now, that sounds like a lot, but for a Star Wars film, that's pretty pants. Um, there's a lot of factors that have probably led to the the film's underperformance. I think the opening weekend projections were 160 million. It's not. It didn't do that. It's just scraped that in two weeks. Um, But there's a lot of factors that have uh, possibly affected it. Um, The first one being, uh, in America, um, it opened on uh, President's Day weekend, or Memorial Day weekend, one of the two. And that weekend has a very poor... um, a very poor turnout to cinemas. It's the beginning of the summer. People are probably not wanting to go to the cinema. They're probably just wanting to go outside, enjoy the sun. Uh, the school year is coming to an end, so people aren't probably interested in doing the cinema. They want to, you know, they're probably finishing up studies and getting ready to finish school and, you know, wait for a couple more weeks before going to the cinema, you know, enjoying time off. Um, there's also the factor that in the past month, uh, leading up to Solo, you know, a month, directly a month before uh, Avengers Infinity War came out, which was a massive opening film. Uh, the, that film made a lot of coin um, when that when it first opened, and it continues to do so. It, you know, it's one of the world's biggest 
comic book franchises, it's the culmination of 10 years of storylines that have been leading up to this point within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so, you know, the audience is kind of going there because, you know, there's been a 10-year wait, essentially, to see Thanos and the Avengers duking it out. Um, t a week or so ago, a week before Solo came out, we got Deadpool 2, you know, the follow-up to a very, very, very popular uh, comic book film. Um, so, you know, it had stiff competition from the get-go. Um, another problem that Solo possibly has encountered is it's just coming out too soon. Um, the marketing didn't start until February, you know, two months after The Last Jedi came out. You know, really, Last Jedi was still in cinemas um, across the world when Solo started being promoted. You know, it it's, could have caused confusion for the general audience. I mean, Star Wars fans, we know what we're we know what we're talking about. We know that Solo's got nothing to do with Last Jedi, but the general audiences are going to probably be a bit confused, thinking, oh, "I don't remember that in there, or what's going on here." Um, and you know, you had it. We had a six-month window between Last Jedi and Solo. But we've had, like, 12 months in between, you know, all of the other films. Um, you know, and they've all been delayed for various reasons. I mean, Force Awakens was delayed because J.J. Abrams wanted an extra six months on it. Fair play. He was kick-starting the franchise again after ten years. I think he deserved to work on it for as long as he needed. Um... Rogue One got moved from May to the December. Uh, that was because of the 40% of the film being reshot. Um, and Last Jedi moved to December because they needed to take a couple of extra months to, you know, just polish the script again after the performance of uh, Force Awakens and, you know, how fans reacted to certain characters and they wanted to, you know, add more of those characters into the film which you know it's very understandable but you know because of this star wars has become the december movie you know everyone wants to go and see star wars in december you know it, you bring out the toys prior to december great you've got a great christmas for star wars fans and children of star wars fans and you get you know you you go to the cinema, you see the film, you want to get the toys. Oh, look, two weeks later, yay, we've got all the action figures. That's not happened this time. Um, and I think, you know, the marketing... I know in America, um, they've had a slew of TV spots, TV spots everywhere. Um, you know, I had to stop watching the TV spots for, for a while just so I didn't get too spoiled. Um, and it's the same with every Star Wars film that's come out in the last... Uh, four years, you know, but this time around, you know, we got our first trailers at the Super, first the teaser at the Super Bowl, the tra first trailer the next day, and then a month and change later, we got the main trailer, which was essentially a month and a half before the film came out, and we had a month before the film came out where with the merchandising, which I mean, I I I can only speak from experience. I have not seen a single solo action figure anywhere i've seen the lego in in supermarkets uh but i've not seen you know i've not seen a han solo toy i've not seen a lando toy i've i think i've seen i've seen the pop vinyl the solo pop vinyls in one shop you know and 
normally, you know, you'd buy this point, you know, Force Awakens Rogue One, Last Jedi, the toys were all over the shelves by um, before the film came out. I go into my local supermarket, I'm still seeing Poe Dameron Finn, Luke Skywalker and all of these different um, Last Jedi figures, but nothing for Solo. Um, the closest I've seen to Solo toys in a supermarket is um, Hans Speeder, um, the Lego set, and Han Solo and Range Trooper buildable Lego figures, and some of the, um, the battle packs from Lego. I've not seen any massive, a massive range of toys. The marketing, when it comes to merchandise, has just been terrible. You know, average Joe walks down the road, sees posters for films. I've not seen a single poster for Solo. You know, the only time I've seen them is in um, in the cinema when I went to see Solo. So, I don't know what it's like in America when it comes to that, apart from the TV spots. Again, in England, I've not seen a single Solo TV spot. Not one. I mean, I could be wrong, I don't often sit and watch a lot of TV, but when I do, there's normally adverts, I've not seen a single thing. Um, so, marketing has been poor. Merchandising has been poor. Everything just hasn't worked out for this film, and I think the awareness of the public... Um, there's been no public awareness, essentially, is what I'm trying to get at. Um... I don't understand why, you know, we've, the film is really, really good, the film's actually amazing, um, and, it, you know, the whole cast and the crew did a fantastic job, and this could have been the Star Wars film, this, this Star Wars film could really break the bank a bit, because it's, it's the most, it's one of the most favourite characters from the whole franchise, it, doesn't it's written by the guy who has written you know three of the biggest movies of all time Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi and Raiders of the Lost Ark you know it it's and, and Ron Howard you know he makes good films you know you know I I really I've enjoyed every film of his that I've seen bar one and the only reason I didn't like that it was Inferno the the um based on the Dan Brown book it wasn't a badly made movie I just didn't like the story and so it's a not I'm not saying it's a bad film because you know it, it was shot badly bad acting anything like that I just didn't like the story and when it's a script based on a book then I'll, I'm not going to turn around and blame blame the screenwriters for making a bad movie out of a book with a storyline I don't get along with you know Ron Howard a great director great writers great cast the film has everything going for it but it's just kind of not done well, and it's quite disappointing to see because, as great a film as it is, I think there's a lot of potential to do continue like more f films about Solo. It doesn't have to be an overarching story. It doesn't have to be a saga. It doesn't have to be Han finding this and Han finding like deep dark secrets about the criminal underworld. It could just be different. Uh, different heists, different crime jobs, you know, he, he, and you can have a continuing a, a rotation of characters that appear, I mean, yeah, okay, it's a comparison that people are going to make, uh, because of the, the writer and it being Lucasfilm, you know, 
you could make the Han Solo movies into like the Star Wars version of Indiana Jones. You know, he's got the I think the staple the staple factors are Han, Chewie, and the Falcon. Now, and that's all you need. You could have different cr- criminals popping in. You could introduce. You know, we've had Lando in Solo. You could have Boba Fett in another one. You could have you know Jabba the Hutt. We we know he's going to see Jabba based. Sorry, based at the end of Solo One. You know, he's going to Tatooine to see a big-time gangster. Well, everyone knows that's Jabba the Hutt. Why can't we... Why can't... You know, where has the fandom gone wrong here? You know, it's finally the film that everyone has kind of... It's a character that everyone wants to see. And yet the fandom have just boycotted it, it seems. Or, you know, they don't care that we've got a solo movie. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's a Star Wars movie. If people want to keep keep seeing Star Wars films being made, the fandom needs to work together to go see them. Because sooner or later, yeah, this might not be the Star Wars film that you wanted. It could be the Star Wars film that you really enjoy. It could also, you know, the more the more you go see Star Wars, this Star Wars film, the more likely they are to make Star Wars films that, you know, they may go ahead and make the Old Republic movies that people seem to be screaming about. They can make the multiple Boba Fett movies, make multiple Kenobi films. Go for it. But if... I'm a Star Wars fan through and through. I will go and see any Star Wars film in the cinema. Simply put, I'm that kind of guy. If I don't like the film, I will be honest, I'll say, not my cup of tea... But I'll still see it, and I will still probably buy the DVD or Blu-ray. Because supporting the franchise means we get more films. And the more films, and the more TV, and the more books, and more comics we get, the bigger and just more immersive and a bigger fandom. You know, the whole universe can become more immersive and grow the fandom. And right now, the fandom needs a good kick up the butt. Um, the fandom is becoming, has, since Last Jedi, the fandom has become increasingly more and more toxic. You know, death, people are sending death threats to Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy, because they made a film that they didn't like. Well, I'm, hey, Ron Howard, you made Inferno, I didn't like Inferno, I want you to die. Oh, but you made Solo now, so oh, everything's fine. You know, no. It, the world doesn't work like that, and people shouldn't be operating that way. Especially when people, when you know, these creators are trying to make films and TV and books and comics, not just for a handful of fans, but for the fan base as a whole. And I think that's what people are forgetting. We all get so caught up in our own head canon and the ideas that we've got that we think we should see. Uh, I'll be honest. I have my theories. I have my speculations. But I don't let it rule where I th- where the fa- where the franchise is going. You know, I'm not paid the money that um, Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams, Ron Howard are paid. You know, they're paid to make these films. I'm I'm not paid to make these films. I'm paid to do my job, and I write a Star Wars blog. These guys, that's their job. It's their <laughs> their bread and butter. They know what they're doing. If you feel so strongly about 
how the franchise is made? Why don't you go to film school? Why don't you learn how to do screenwriting? Learn how to be a director. Learn how to set up some film lights. Get yourself on the set and just see how it's done. See what they have to go through. See what Kathleen Kennedy has to go through on a daily basis from fans who just don't like her because... She because she greenlit a couple of films that they weren't keen on. Now I can guarantee these people were raised on films like Indiana Jones, E.T. You know, people probably my age. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in my early thirties. I was raised on Spielberg. You know, I was raised on Jurassic Park, E.T., Closing Hands of the Third Kind, Back to the Future. He produced that, so Kathleen Kennedy had a hand in that. Jurassic Park was my favourite film for years. Kathleen Kennedy produced that. Kathleen Kennedy has done me no wrong. And she continues to do no wrong, in my opinion. But the hatred towards her is just ridiculous. The same with Ryan Johnson. I think Ryan Johnson made a cracking film with Last Jedi. Some people, no, I, I understand why it's not some people's cup of tea. Fine, fair enough. But... Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that you have the right to basically threaten him because he wrote a story where Luke Skywalker died. Well, I can guarantee no one contacted R.A. Salvatore when he dropped a moon on Chewie's head in Vector Prime. No, people were shocked. People carried on reading the books. Luke Skywalker dies... In a very fitting and very natural kind of way, looking at the character progression that has gone on. And suddenly they want Ryan Johnson's head on a stick. I'm sorry, this has just become a bit of a rant. And I'm I'm sorry, not sorry, really, because I think I've got a few things I want to get off my chest in regards to the fandom. Um, I, I saw on Twitter this morning that I'm recording this on Sunday... Um, the Sunday the 3rd of June, um, I went on Twitter this morning and um, a pod, a, another Star Wars podcast, I'm not going to name them, um, were ranting because a Star Wars author, well, author, Chuck Wendig, who has written a few Star Wars things, he wrote the Aftermath trilogy, he wrote a story in um, From a Certain Point of View, and he's written a couple of comics, and most recently he's written one of the, either, either a Star Wars annual or Darth Vader annual. And basically fans were coming up to him at a convention and giving him hell. You know, they were being very, ver they were being verbally abusive. And he went to Twitter and he basically commented on not understanding why Star Wars fans do this, they do that. You know, they want these things and then suddenly they don't get what they don't get the exact thing that they want and they become um they become shitty. And this this fellow, this other podcaster, they uh they went on a huge rant about why Chuck Wendig is ranting about Star Wars fans, you know. Creative the creators shouldn't be having a go at the fans, they're their bread and butter. Well yes, okay, I agree, yeah, the fans are the content creators bread and butter but at the same time do the creators deserve the amount of flack that they get because they're doing their job 
No, absolutely not. If I got the amount of flack for doing my job, just any job, if I got the amount of flack that they get, I'd have lashed out to them. I'd have said stuff. Because people don't deserve to be abused for doing the job. Okay? Even traffic wardens don't deserve to be abused for doing their job. You park there, your fault. That's why you got a ticket. Don't abuse the traffic warden. Don't abuse the guy who wrote a half-decent trilogy of Star Wars books. Simple as. If the fans want the franchise to continue, they need to sort their ideas out. They need to get over their headcanons. They need to get over themselves. And they just need to realise, yes, Star Wars is amazing. Star Wars is great. Star Wars is, has got, generally, a great bunch of fans. The fandom as a whole, you know, the majority of the fandom is fantastic. But it's the vocal minority, the incredibly vocal minority, that are bringing the fandom a bad reputation. And, quite frankly, it will probably tear the fandom down. And then people won't go see the films. People won't want to make the films. And then we won't get the Star Wars film that we want. And to be honest, I just want any Star Wars film. So yeah. Um, there we go. I'm going to I'm gonna stop now. Um, kind of a bit of a rant about... <laughs> Originally this was going to be talking about Solo and its underperformance. And I kind of went there. Um, but I kind of ended up in a bit of a rant. And for any fans and any listeners who are... Who, I'll be honest, yeah, okay, I had a few things I wanted to get off my chest in regards to the fandom, kind of wish I had someone else here to talk to it about, um, but yeah, next next week's will be a little more, uh, next week's episode will be a bit more um, chilled out, okay, um, so yes, uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, at Bloody Orm, uh, find me on Star Wars Card Trader, uh, again, Bloody Orm. You can find the My Star Wars Life Debt uh, uh, Facebook group on, uh, but just by searching in Facebook. Um, visit the blog, please, at www.mystarwarslifedebt.tk. And, of course, our new Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash mystarwarslifedebt. Um, we're thankful for any support um, that we get. And... You know, even if you don't want to do Patreon, if you don't want to follow on Twitter or anything like that, please uh, just leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Um, reviews will help uh, help get more people listening, help pe- more people see the podcast, and uh, more listeners equals more fans, which equals more people reading the blog and listening to the podcast, and that would be fantastic. So. Uh, That's it for this week, and punch it, Chewie.